0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, December 10th, 2021. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture editor, Ashley Steves. If you can hear me smiling, it's because I am, because today is a Sondheim day for Ashley and yeah. I. And God bless that we are on the show together we today. We
1: absolutely love it. <laughs> if You know, you can hear you smiling. You can hear me slowly dying inside. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not weeping this time thought of Sondheim. I am uh, flu ridden, it seems. So that's exciting.
0: Famously unwell, but... Famously unwell
1: and currently
0: unwell. <laughs> well, phone rings, door chimes. Hello. We have reviews because it's company's opening day. Yes, oh, we did oh it. We, d- we finally did it. You know, oh, it, <sighs> as we're recording this, everyone is pouring out of the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater and they are... Uh, I'm sure, screaming with joy at the fact sure. that the opening night playbill is just a singular, solitary, gorgeous photograph yeah. of Stephen Sondheim. That, to me, was just one of the most beautiful tributes I've ever seen on 100%. any opening night perhaps ever uh this show of course is directed by marianne elliott uh katrina link stars as bobby with an ie huh wink wink nod nod <laughs> and the ensemble includes patty lapone did you ever the think you'd, i'd LuPone. be saying something to the extent of the ensemble includes patty lapone
1: <laughs> everyone is it's mostly on equal footing
0: yeah sure <laughs> yeah
1: Everybody. I mean, rides, at least as they far work? as build yeah
0: <laughs> Jennifer Samard, of course, Christopher Sieber, Rashidra Scott, Greg Hildreth, Nikki Renee Daniels, Christopher Fitzgerald, Matt Doyle, Atai Benson, uh, Terrence Archie, Bobby Conti, Claiborne Elder and Manu Narayan. So maybe surprisingly not a uh, critic's pick from Jesse Green at the New York Times. He says, uh, as directed by Marianne Elliott, however, is a in a gender-flipped version abetted by Sondheim himself. What was once the story of a man who is terrified of intimacy becomes something much less interesting. The story of a woman who is justifiably tired of her friends. <laughs> Reframed that way, and with heaps of oversized symbolic baggage piled on top, the story comes." to seem overwrought and incoherent. Gone is the affirmative lesson that Bobby learns from the smothering couples attending her 35th birthday party, a milestone she'd rather ignore. Instead, as if to prove that company loves misery, this production drags her off the pedestal of her aloofness and into the mud of a long, dark night of the soul.
1: I just want to say before okay. we continue with the rest oh, yeah. of the reviews, um, I'm usually... Well, I, my, my opinion to the New York Times uh theater section at least the lead critic is well known and the previous lead critic is well known um but for the most part i'm like these are my colleagues at least in some way uh yeah like i respect your opinion even if it's wrong this one's just blatantly wrong and i'm not Ah. (laughs) I'm, i'm i'm not i'm not having it i'm not having it one bit all
0: right as they say on big mouth um, Adam Feldman for Time Out New York gave it five stars. Famously, you know, this is one of my favorite critics. Uh, he says, The modern setting and gender switches help with a woman as Bobby and the sexes of several couples swapped around. The text plays out in exciting new ways. The comedy of the modernized book scenes is squeezed to the hilt by a cast that includes musical theater, Uber diva, Patti Lapone, harnessing her imperious earthiness to outstanding effect and Broadway pros like Jennifer Jennifer Samard who can... Can make any line a laugh line, Nikki Renee Daniels and the Christopher Sieber and Chris and Chris Fitzgerald. So uh oh yeah so finally I'm going to finish off with uh, Juan A. Ramirez for Theaterly a miscast Bobby aside there is a very little to complain about in this excellent production of one of Sondheim's most dynamic works created at a time when the writer-composer was transitioning from the golden age that raised him into the postmodern theater he helped create the gender swap is ingeniously thoughtfully implemented and after a year in isolation the the stories ruminations on the necessity for loneliness for aloneness and the important importance of connection hit harder than ever I'll drink to that so, and we also want to know because thank you for throwing this in Ashley um, mm-hmm. there are very very few reviews right now out by women mainly um, uh, Melissa Rose Bernardo and Elisa Gardner of the New York Stage Review who gave it five and four stars respectively but they were a little more recappy than you know mm-hmm. a full like pull quote purpose for for the show and for you also yeah. those reviews will be linked in the review roundup in the show notes and we'll get into the show um extensively on an upcoming review roundtable because we, we, we all discuss this and and the truth of the matter is is that all of us care very deeply about all of these yes. news Sondheim revivals revisions movie adaptations you name it we've got assassins west side mm-hmm. story and company to talk about and we really want to give you all yeah, a, a full a breakdown And on that note, Ashley, what are your thoughts uh, before? Because we just said we're going to get extensive. And I I do want to note that I saw that Ayanna Prescott did post that she was reviewing the show and and it hasn't come out yet. As
1: Helen Shaw will be too, and all the usual suspects.
0: Right. So, Ashley, go off. <laughs> Well, I'm going to talk about it
1: as much as, because we're going to, we're going to talk extensively when we do the roundtable. And I'm going to kind of talk as much as my voice will allow right now, which is not a lot. Um. But the the reason I said what I said about Jesse Green's review is because it's genuinely very insulting to me. Where we've talked about this musical a lot, um, even pre-shutdown, pre-previews, pre-transfer, because we talked about the London revival. Um, so we have this show where I would say the vast majority, myself included, believe that it's is suited better in modern times and told by a woman um told around a woman's story where david gordon uh of theater mania was talking about um, this earlier on twitter where his wife's about to have a baby and any any woman or any pregnant person um over the age of 35 it's considered a geriatric p- pregnancy bobby yeah. is 35 on the show so we have all these thoughts where if you were to just gender swap the role um and make bobby you know, Bobby with an IE still, and change none of the material except to update it. And I agree with a lot of the people. I have some very small quibbles and qualms of things of, like, this could have been updated a little bit better. Um, Those are very minute things, and this is, like, me absolutely pouring over the librettos for, like, most of my life. (laughs) So, um, but if you were to just gender swap it and really make it a story, like, you know, keep the same story and not address like the levels of autonomy of all these conversations that we've been having especially recently about you know uh, people with uterus' bodies um, and Everything that revolves around that, revolves around the aging process, revolves around society's expectations. There is no point in gender swapping this revival. Like, it doesn't make sense to leave that behind. And I have a problem with the New York Times review simply being like, well, she's sick of her friends, blah, blah, blah. Um, And the like, I mean... All versions of the show, they're like each scene is really a vignette, and I think it definitely does it more because of the set direct in the direction, um, which we'll talk about more because I know you have directorial <laughs> issues.
0: Why does everyone keep saying that? <laughs> because I that's never what Matt, said that on the show. Matt told I never me. Never said that on Matt the show. Matt told me, and
1: we talked about it on the show, and then you and, uh, the three of us talked about it on the show. Whatever the last time we were all on a show was, I was like, I don't well, like yeah. people
0: speaking for me when I say things in Glasshouse That's what I don't like. I don't like it. Now.
1: It's very fair. It's very fair.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, I think just like kind of leaving really the implications to me, like <sighs> criticism is such a difficult field and I don't begrudge it at all, but it means absolutely nothing if there's no context. So there's no context to the review and to just like gender swap the show and leave new thing, like leave that kind of modernization and really like examining that role of society uh, on women would be an incredibly grave mistake. I think there are major things. Everyone keeps talking about Katrina Link. I have hinted at that or, and spoken explicitly about that on the show for like a year and a half now that I think she is terribly miscast. Um, so in some moments more so than others. And she's actually done better, uh, post shutdown than she was doing pre shutdown. So that's a major plus. But yeah, I'm as always. I'm dismayed to not see reviews by women, and I think the New York Times review is a huge point to why that is. Because I think while a lot of people got it, uh, I'm not. See- I'm not hearing those voices right now that I want to hear from.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I feel like just to just to comment on the the first uh, review from Jesse Green, I think yeah. that. Actually, what it seems, and again, I don't mean like misinterpret what he uh, said, but it seems like the commentary on the female part of it is actually just more of a criticism of Katrina's interpretation or performance of the reframing. You I know what know. I mean? It's hard to tell. It, it is hard to tell. So it's I hard to well, tell because oh it's, he states
1: it as the story of a woman who's justifiably tired of her friends, right. and that could and very I well, well be Katrina. So, yeah, that could very well be uh, an interpretation of how Katrina is playing the role, which has a lot to be desired. I think it doesn't necessarily bring the emotional intimacy that her voice wants to bring a lot of the times where she's not belting. She's doing like her very I mean, her voice is gorgeous in shows that it is fit for. And this is not necessarily it, um, to say the absolute least. But yeah, I, to me, it read as like, we, a lot of the stuff in the full times review read like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this, this interpretation, both Katrina and this version kinda lost everything that the original had, and I very explicitly clearly disagree with that, as do most of the reviews. <laughs> as do most of the reviews, which have given it four and five stars. And I would guess that this this is probably like a three-star review from the
0: Times. I mean we we will be going in depth if you just like a little taste Bananas. of that the full cup of joe, if you will. So let's take a moment <laughs> to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. So if you're carrying a credit card balance month to month, it sucks. It, in fact, it sucks But And if you feel like it's just this never-ending cycle of debt with no end in sight, Upstart can help you make that final payment so that you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking up your made-up credit score alone, because let's face it, it's garbage, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. So you can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com Broadway. That's upstar dot Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com Broadway. Now let's get into the rest of the news. So a stage production of the famous French book and one of my favorites, The Little Prince, Le Petit Prince, will play at the Broadway Theater this spring. The show uh, is a stage play, including uh, video components, dancing, acrobatics. It did play already in Paris, Sydney, and Dubai, and the show will have a limited run beginning March 4th of next year through August 14th. So if you care about me on August 12th, <laughs> which is my birthday, we yeah, will make sure that we are at Le Petit Prince. Whatever this Hell play yeah. is, because it sounds it sounds fun and interesting. I've seen, you know, photographs um, that for promotional use that they've, they've shown. But, yeah, um,
1: Very curious. Looks very cute. I loved the book when I was growing up and in French class, so <laughs> I will have to revisit it ahead of time. Excellent.
0: So, uh, in some in, uh, in an article from Broadway News, uh, the Tony committee met for the first time, you know, to discuss the 75th annual Tony Awards. Can you For the believe? first time
1: ever, actually. For the first
0: time in forever. Listen, uh, they... ever,
1: because clearly they don't <laughs> meet at any other point in the year to discuss the Tonys.
0: No, they won't. They shan't. They discuss the eligibility of 12 Broadway productions, namely Girl from the North Country, which opened before the cutoff date for the last Tony Awards, remember, Two years ago. Uh, Passover Hello. six no. Chicken and Biscuits, Is This a Room, Thoughts of a Color Man, The Lehman Trilogy, Dana H., Carolina Change, and Diana. So for Lackawanna Blues and Trouble in Mind, both will be considered in the best revival of a play category, even though neither had previously appeared on Broadway before the season. The two plays had previous off-Broadway runs, like you remember, and this kind of reminds me of, like, Hedwig. Do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. a revival, and it's like, well, it was off-Broadway, blah, blah. blah. Um, so, Assassins, yeah.
1: Assassins, too, I think. The original, uh, but, you know, yeah, 2004 was considered a revival.
0: It's interesting how they do that. So Lucas Nath and Dana Higginbottom uh, will be considered jointly eligible for Best Play because they are technically the co-authors of Dana H. Isn't that fascinating? That's very cool. Uh, yeah. And John Michael Hill and Namir Smallwood will, can both be d- considered eligible in the best performance by an actor in a leading role play category for Passover. Again, I just saw Namir Smallwood. Holy crap, is he a star? Loved him yes in and Passover. Yes. Love him in Bug. Put him in more things. Take him out of Chicago because I miss him. Uh, Colin Bates will be considered eligible for the Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Musical category for *Girl from the North Country*. J. O. Sanders and Mare Winningham uh, will both be considered eligible for Best Performance by an Actor/Actress in a Leading Role in a Musical for their performances in *Girl from the North Country*. So there's there's a whole you know list in this article that we'll link you in the show notes. But again, yeah. it's so fascinating to me that we we do have to have these conversations. Oh, all the women. Of six, by the way, all oh, the women uh, of, six of course are eligible,
1: Good, as <laughs> they best, should be
0: for best performance by an actress in a leading role, which is difficult because you know that that's going to lead to some splits.
1: Like, in the most recent thing we probably saw about that was like Hamilton.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 just fascinating to me because I'm like, isn't this an ensemble piece? And. That's why Uh, they
1: need uh, Ensemble Tony. They need several other Tonys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, other people do it. Uh, West Side Story, famously, that did previously play at the Broadway Theater, and it did not reopen after the Broadway shutdown, it was excluded from the 2020 Tony Awards. And now, because they haven't They did not reopen, they won't be considered for the upcoming Tony Awards. They're just going
1: to give the Tony to the movie instead, actually. (laughs) They're going to nominate the movie alongside everything else.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Emily Davis, of course, will be considered eligible for best performance by an actress in a leading role. Because she freaking should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, Deidre O'Connell as well can oh be considered God. eligible. I mean, this makes me sick to think about the, the race. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be bananas.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm just happy that they met and they hung out and they talked. Always, yeah,
1: an uh, 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 actual Christmas miracle,
0: an actual Christmas miracle. So, another Christmas miracle coming to a city near you is the Freestyle Love Supreme is going to launch a national tour following their Broadway run. Uh, they, of course, they they will launch in San Francisco at the American Conservatory Theater on January twenty first, twenty twenty two. Producer just announced. So, if you want to catch them after, if you didn't catch them at the Booth Theater, and Lin Manuel did just post dates as well as. Tina Fey on December 16th. Oh,
1: wow.
0: So, if you like improv... <laughs> you know I
1: don't, but... I know you don't. Someone, someone does, a lot of people do, so a get lot to it. Do.
0: I enjoy it when it's successful, and I am very bad no. at it. This is very successful. Matt yeah. and I had an incredible time, and even he had seen it a couple times uh, on Broadway and literally said, uh, this is one of the best... <laughs> Performances because we it. saw Jordan Fisher, uh, my guy, yeah. James Earl, Eagleheart. It was a fantastic show. And of course, their their uh names days are are just at the top of their game. I mean, it's it's unfathomable how good they are. So if you want to see them on tour, make sure that you sign up for some Google alerts on those tickets because you know that they're gonna sell out. So famously, you and Matt have talked about Rags Parkland and how you missed it and it's Matt's like favorite thing in the world. And if you want to listen to the album, it's available on BroadwayRecords.com. Plug rags parkland <laughs> sings the songs of the future will be presented in brooklyn next year uh they announced this after their concert that they did in tandem with ours nova that was sold out they had to add uh, so much because yeah. it sold out within i think four hours because we were all supposed to go and then they were like but it's sold out and i was like peace um, congratulations <laughs> yeah, right? that's amazing so uh if you want to find out more information about how to get tickets because it's going to be um at the space at irondale which i've never been to have you been there i don't think so yeah, so I've, I've never been to that venue. I can't wait. I will um,
1: be now, because if I miss this damn show the second time, I'm gonna be enraged with myself. Well, here we are. This is so- my version. For Matt, it was, like, everything at the Vineyard, and for me, it's this. Oh, like, that's
0: really funny. Yeah. I wonder what mine is. I can't wait to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so a three-week <laughs> extension has been announced for Kimberly Akimbo Off-Broadway, the already critically acclaimed <laughs> new musical <laughs> by Pulitzer Prize winner David lindsay Abbear and... Music by my Lord and Savior. Also, if you want to pre-order uh, Janine Tesori's Carolina Change, it's available December 17th. true. But music by her anytime is just mm, chef's kiss. Have you seen this show?
1: Uh, no, I'm supposed to see it on Sunday if I don't still have the flu. Which well, I really hope you can, <laughs> or have a severe cold. I don't know what this is yet. I can't. I'm, I'm assuming the flu because I'm burning up. But yeah, I mean, everyone keeps telling me that it's amazing. Um, the production it,
0: opened two days ago, yeah. and now the show is going to extend through January 15th as it should next year. So at the Bonnie Milligan supremacy, Bonnie Milligan,
1: even though Steven I hear she has a Gloria. very small role, Victoria Clark,
0: Victoria Dam Clark. <sighs> of <sighs> of titanic fame yes exactly i mean who else all aboard we are going aboard i mean seriously (laughs) there's no show i love as much as titanic which is a lot of musicals but still Mm. i love it so much anyways if you want to catch it i'm sure that their sold out run will allow you to now that there's a three-week extension you can make it I feel like you can. Uh, So, A Strange Loop is extending at the Woolly Mammoth Theater for their DC run. Uh, Pulitzer Prize winning A Strange Loop is extended through January 9th. There is also a ton of great theater that's happening in DC. My dear Mason Alexander Park is starring in Hedwig. Um if you didn't catch them I on tour at Hedwig, you have to see them at the Only Theater. As well as The Beauty and the Beast at the Only Theater that is getting so much attention. I'm so excited about this production. Um I just there's a lot of DC theater to catch before mid-January and mm-hmm. this is your time. I'm trying to plan a visit because there's a lot happening and I'm really excited. Yeah, about it. I usually try try and make a dc
1: trip like once a year you know since the pandemic um yeah. which is still happening but uh, um <laughs> but yeah no I, this will get me to dc for sure because everything great is happening down in dc it seems the new the new preferred tryout place for broadway
0: hey listen i'll take it it's close it's a bus ride it's a train ride it's Not too bad it's honestly not too bad It's honestly not too bad, and I really love going to Georgetown because there's this little cat cafe, and you can play there for an hour with a bunch of kittens, and I fell in love with Judy last year, and Judy and I had a great relationship, Uh, but like obviously I couldn't get her home, and uh, I still think about her. So on that note, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at It's Grace Aki. Make a prayer for Ashley. Where can people find you? Thank
1: you. Twitter and Instagram. No, this is Ashley.
0: Oh, thank you guys so much. We will see you later.